Hello everyone, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Carol Jin. Now, Carol was born in Shanghai, China. She's worked in the music industry for over seven years now. And you can definitely tell it's very, very passionate about this career that she's chosen. She graduated from the Shanghai Conservatory of Music, majoring in arts management. And she's done a couple of internships, including the National Arts Center in Canada and the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Shanghai. And she was also a part-time stagehand at the Mao Lifehouse in Shanghai. Now, after graduation, she joined Live Nation, the biggest live entertainment company in the world, for three years in events operation. She assisted organizing concerts for artists such as Charlie Puth, Mariah Carey, and Bruno Mars. Now, last year, she was the tour manager for two of the biggest up-and-coming bands from Taiwan, KST and Fool and Idiot. And she went on a massive tour, 42 shows in five months. But before we go, please go to our website. We're at Podbean. Tell Craig Your Story at podbean.com. We have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services. We have a YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to get all the latest updates. And we have VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. Now, we've also launched onto a Chinese platform called Little Red Book. And it's available to be streamed without a VPN. (laughs) And a lot of the Chinese listeners have been waiting for this moment. And all the links are on the WeChat page. But now here's a word from our sponsor. Will's Tailor Shop. 华生私材是周先生一手创立的私人定制高端品牌，品牌坚持匠人精神，每一件单品都一针一线，精益求精。在全球甄选优质面料，全手工制作高品质的高定男装与配饰。品牌创立灵感源于经典身装，注入全新风格与理念，营造灵动游行的优雅男士绅士形象。华生私材拥有六家门店：上海三家店、苏州两家店、泰兴一家店，旗舰店位于上海徐汇区湖南路三百四十三号，紫林淮海路。Thank you very much. For that, Hannah, and to get your discount from Will's Tailor Shop, all you have to do is become a friend in the Tell Craig Your Story WeChat group, and you'll be able to get your free gift voucher from Will's Tailor Shop. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Carol Jin on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi Carol, how are you doing today? Very good. Hi Craig. How has everything been going? You said you were moving to Beijing, but now you're back in Shanghai.、Yes. So tell us about what's been happening this year so far for you. So in this January, I'm moving back to Shanghai from Beijing. So、uh, last year, I've spent three months in Beijing because I'm being on the band Taiwanese band Kofu and Idiot as a tour manager. After I finished work, so just moved back to Shanghai since I'm Shanghainese, you know. So I'm celebrating Spring Festival. Spring Festival with my family,、oh, which is really nice. Very important to <laughs>、yes. all Chinese people, right? Yeah, of course. What What do you do with Chinese New Year? Do you go away? Do you stay at home? Do you eat lots of food? Actually, that's kind of sad for me, because you know, at least in my family, is 
there are not that many celebrations anymore oh. due to like COVID. Oh. So everyone is staying in their own family. We don't have this big reunion anymore. Mm. And when I was young, you can like the whole big family will be together in my grandpa's home. Yeah. And you know, like all my relatives, like including my dad, they are doing their favorite dishes. And like we as kids just having fun with my cousins. So it's always fun for me. But now I just think it's hard for me to meet my family during Spring Festival. Yeah. And just like a very small family watching TV together. And then, yeah, it's Spring Festival, it's New Year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not literally the celebration for me. But mm. I think I'll just accept it. And then, you know, just go to the shopping malls because there are more people there. Yeah, yeah. It made me feel like, okay, there are still many people in Shanghai and still celebrations. Yeah. But in home, I can't really feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand. And what was the experience like living in Beijing? So I've only stayed there for three months and yeah. like one month and a half I'm away from yeah, the tour, tour. You know? so <laughs> I didn't like spend a lot of time there but for yeah. me first of all it's freezing like it's oh, really, yeah. really freezing out there because <laughs> you know like I stay there in winter right so like it's so cold outside that we didn't really want to go out for dinner and we just want to stay at our home because it's warm yeah and also as a Shanghainese, I have to say Beijing is so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the when you want to go to one place to the other, it, mm. like it'll take at least like twenty minutes yeah. for me. And the traffic it's not always that good. So you know the traffic jams, you have to accept <sighs> it, get used to it. But people are nice. Yeah. People are more straightforward mm. and they are more interested in culture and art, I guess, so, and that's the reason why the art in industry or the culture industry is more developed in Beijing and there mm. are more artists artists there. Right, yeah. so are people from Shanghai going to Beijing to, if they want to have a music career or is it still good enough here in Shanghai? I haven't met a lot of musicians from Shanghai in Beijing, mm. like mostly, these musicians that are from the north part right, of China right. because like Beijing is like the center of the north part. Yes. Yeah, but I think if you want to pursue a music career, Beijing is a very good place yes. because there are many big labels there in Beijing. So I think it's good for the career, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you get a chance to go and explore Beijing or was it just pretty much just going up moving there to work the big reason for me to move to beijing is my work because mm. the band they're based in beijing right. but also it's like i want to explore more parts of china right because like i spend most of my time in shanghai mm. and i don't really know the other cities like i mean i'm the visitor but i'm not like really stay there yeah so i think okay it's a very good opportunity for me to explore our capital mm. so i do go did go to do some sightseeing and 
you know, try the local food, yeah. <laughs> doing all the visitors things. Beijing duck. <laughs> yeah, Beijing. Of course, you gotta try this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, there are some friends from Shanghai came to Beijing to find me. You know, so I'm kind of like uh -huh. the tour guide to show them around. Uh -huh. So it's a good opportunity for me to know more about Beijing. You know, where to show people, what's the interesting places, mm. where are the good bars, pubs, clubs. You know. <laughs> Excellent. And have you, you were saying before that you wanted to not only explore Beijing, have you, have you, what other cities have you been to in China? Since I've been working as tour manager, I've been to many places, cities in China, yeah. but not literally li living there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, and, and sort of getting a time to sort of see the city, right? You're just sort of yeah. on the tour. Yeah, very, with a very tight schedule. Yeah. yeah. So, Shanghai is the only city that I've lived in China. Right. Yeah. And, and speaking of, of visiting places in China. Yeah. We both met when we were on holidays, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we, I went down to Dali with a couple of friends from, yeah. from work. And yeah, uh, we just sort of met up at, at the same place. We were staying at the same place and we went yeah. for dinner. Yeah. I think uh, we lived in the same ho hostel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same yes. hostel in Dali. Yeah, actually, I forgot I lived in Dali. Sorry. Only two months. Yeah, it was like a mm. guest house. And yeah. They just said, hey, who wants to go for dinner? We're going yeah. now. Yeah. And all these people just sort of turned up. And I remember one of your friends saying, oh, yeah, that girl works for Live Nation. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? My ears are sort of like pricked up. And it's like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have some, some uh, very interesting uh, stories. So that was very good. So what did you think of Dali? Tell us Oh, I love Dali. Yeah. I think it's my favorite place in China. Why? You know, the reason why I decided to go to Dali is because I quit my full-time job in Live Nation right. um, last June. Because I think, okay, I've been keeping working for three years and I want to take a long break. Right. Just, you know, to go back to a more peaceful life and have a clear mind. When you are keep working and working, you always have a very busy mind, yeah. especially you're in Shanghai, you know, hustle and bustle, you know, everything. So Dali is always a place I want to live, not only visit, but also but living there. Mm. And I've never been to Dali before, so it's my first time there. Wow. So it's kind of like a brave, like a brave decision for me. Go yeah. to a place I don't really know and just stay there for two months. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did, did made this decision because I think it's one of my best decisions ever. Yeah. Uh, I think people there are very, very nice. Mm. You can see the smiles on their face. Yeah. You just want to talk to, the, talk to them, have all these chit chats. How are you? How have you been today? And they will always reply you, to you with their most sincere answers. Yeah, and also I've met so many friends there, including you, and we are we share very different backgrounds. Yeah, and that's something like very magical about Dali. You will, you will never meet these people in the city, mm. or you will never be friends. Yes, like for example, maybe in Shanghai we won't be friends because it's hard for us to meet each other. Yeah, but in Dali, just you know, a dinner date, then yeah. yeah, bring all of us together, very different. Like also. 
I think all these friends they tell me different things. Yeah. You know, because we are having very different ideas. They are very open minded and they are not afraid to explore different things. So I think I've learned a lot from them. The courage they have, the wisdom they have, it all inspired me a lot. Yeah. And also there are many different, like very interesting events going on in Dali. Yes. Like the meditation class, yoga class, of course, doing all the vegan foods. And I think although these courses or activities, they, they have the same thing in Shanghai, but the vibe is very different. You know, in Dali, people, people are more down to earth and they are more willing to share their knowledge and they are more willing to help you. Yes. If you are confused, if you are not feeling well, they actually care about you. Yes. So my two months stay in Dali, I've met a lot of friends. Yes, and you know, do the things that I won't do in Shanghai. And when I go back, went back to work, I feel like I've grown, you know, yes. I've learned and this helped me to grow to be a more open-minded person. Yes. Do you, do you think that, because we met, uh, we met a couple of girls down there yeah. that are also doing the same thing. And we actually had uh, one of the girls on the I podcast <laughs> and she was a great example coming from a uh, like a village sort of town and a yeah. mom and dad wanted to get married and have children and look after the farm but then she's like no i, I want to get out i want to yeah. travel and that's and not her life it. yeah so she's like going to all these different places and just like getting all information and just learning about life that way which i think is is amazing yeah she's amazing uh, speaking of that, uh, we were just talking about it before, talking about COVID and how all of a sudden Shanghai has just come back with all these cases. So yeah. tell us about you. Uh, where were you when it first happened here in China? And how did it affect your work, your lifestyle? And how did you adapt to it? Yeah, I remember because, you know, the COVID starts at 2020. Yes. And at the time I was in Vietnam for the Christmas break because right. my nation has this traditional Christmas break for all the employees right. for two weeks so you can go to wherever you want. So I remember I was in Vietnam and my friend texted me that mm. do you know like there is a very strange you know virus in China? Mm. I was like it's not gonna be a big deal you yeah. know? <laughs> because that is true but yeah, right? nobody knew anything about it. Yeah. And He's the guy who told me that you need to buy as many masks as you can. I was like, seriously? But I think, yeah, it doesn't hurt. So I'm just going to buy some masks. And when I, when I go back from Vietnam to Shanghai, and I realized, realized that things are getting worse and worse. Mm. And I remember the spring festival yes. <laughs> in 2020. It's just horrible. Mm. Like you can see all this TV show on the shows on the TV, but you know, like it's not that happy yeah. because in, in Wuhan, everything is just oh, terrible. Yeah, that was really bad, yeah. So when I see people are smiling on TV, I can't really relate to it. I was like, what the hell is this, you know? Yeah. Sorry, sorry for you and your family. Was everything okay? Yeah, my family is good. good. Yeah, but I got a friend and she's from Wuhan. Oh. And she planned to went back to Wuhan. and. She was in Changsha because Changsha is very close to Wuhan. Mm. Uh, when she, 
she planned to go back to Wuhan and she can't find the tickets. And also, her parents told her like, "Don't go, don't go back. It's terrible here." Mm. So she stayed in Changsha with no friends for one month,、oh. and like she has been through a very hard time. Yeah. So for me, um, like we just, uh, for the work, we just we don't really have any shows in the early twenty twenty. Because there's no artists and the COVID situation is very serious, so、mm-hmm. like there's no venues going to like held any events. Gotcha. Uh, we've been working from home for two or three months. Right. So. It was just plan- was it just planning for like next year or how could you plan for it because you didn't know when China was gonna open and when they were gonna allow people to see performances. To be honest, like there's nothing to plan at the beginning because you don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Everything、mm. is just you know, so uncertain. Yeah. So we're just trying to do something, but you don't really have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, like you got no plan. So we just, uh, I'm basically just stay at home and study something that I like because I like psychology. So I just. Study psychology.、Mm. There's not many things to do at work,、mm. and then in March、uh, we went back to the office. There are some shows that we're we've been talking about, and we're we're trying to find some Chinese artists because、mm. that's not something that Live Nation used to connect with.、Mm. Live Nation is about you know Western artists bringing、mm. them from the like international to China and other places. But so we don't have a very strong connection with the local artists.、Mm. That's what we had to like to develop、mm. to work on.、Mm. So yes, I think、uh, it did have a huge impact on my work.、Yeah. Not only on my work, I think on my company. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also an opportunity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because you know the Western artists. They're going to come back sooner or later. Yes. After the COVID,、mm. but develop a strong connection with local artists is always a good thing. Right. You know, make you stronger in the in this like in the in the in this market. Yes. Yeah. And did Live Nation have Green Day booked for like Taiwan and for Hong Kong? Yeah. Because. I still have a ticket waiting for Green Day in in Hong Kong, and they said, "No, we're not going to cancel the show. We're just going to postpone it. We're in 2022 now, <laughs> and I still have my ticket in my bag, wait waiting for that time." Were were you involved with Green Day? No, not no? really,、okay. because like we're mostly responsible for the shows in China China market. Right. So if Like Green Day is not going to China, so、mm. like it's for the other offices to deal with all the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hope、That's... you can see the show once. Oh yes, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe when I'm in my wheelchair and my, my cane, <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to go to Hong back to Hong Kong as well. But have you been to Hong Kong? You've been to for、Korea? several times. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you like Hong Kong? Hong Kong is very special、mm. for me. I think、um, that's.、Um, I went to see the XX, the、oh. British band in Hong right. Kong. Right. Yeah, and there are many, you know, like international events, concerts happening in Hong Kong,、mm. and the culture there is very 
different from mainland China.、Mm. So going there is a bit like going abroad for me. Right. Yeah. Right. So when I feel like okay, I want to take a break and experience different culture around me, I will go to Hong Kong because it's very easy for me to go there before COVID. Yeah, and also not that expensive. Right. I can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like two or three hours from Shanghai.、Yeah. I think just like two hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. For last year as well, it says here you worked with some, you know, pretty high-end Chinese bands and Taiwanese bands as well.、Right. Tell us about some of the bands that you've worked with last year. So I've been the tour manager for two Taiwanese bands.、Uh, one is called KST. The Chinese name is Kangshi Tan's 变化球 The second one is Fool and Idiot. Come on, 傻子与白痴 You went to the show, right? Yes, <laughs> so I went to that show, and thank you for the tickets. It was great. <laughs> Always my pleasure.、Um, it, it was just, it was just really good to see how. What what the differences were like in, in a Chinese show compared to like a, a a Western show? Yeah. So tell us about how you got involved with this band in particular, Fool Fool and Idiot. Yeah. Taiwanese band. So, but first of all, I'm kind of curious. How do you feel about the show? Do you like it? Like as a Western audience, audience, I know like your view is gonna be very different from the Chinese fan. I met your colleague Edward. Yes. At the top, we're like <laughs> in the the top section, in the VIP sort of area. Yeah. And he just tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, "You've got earplugs in <laughs> your your ears. Are you a musician? And then you're not Chinese. What? Why are you here?" <laughs> He was just very, very curious as、yeah. to why I was here, and I said, "Oh, I'm a friend with Carol. She gave me the tickets and." I'm just very curious to see how it goes. They were very good musicians. That don't worry, the, like the talent of the of the music and、uh, the musicians, great. Like the stage, I couldn't believe how big the, and especially here in China, how big the stages are for like a small venue. Like yeah, in, in Australia, if if it's like a small venue, yes, it's maybe a little yeah, way smaller. The stage at the Sky Sky Modern Sky Mo- Lab. Modern Sky Lab. It is huge. It's like <laughs> almost the same size as like the crowd. The crowd. Yeah.、Uh, yes. The、exactly. floor. And there was a lots of area to sort of get involved, and I could just see some Western bands just. Yes, exactly. Just, there are many Western bands bands there.、Mm, just get getting into it, and some rock bands just、yeah. exploring the space, and but yeah, you know, it was very very good. It was great to speak to Edward as well because he was saying that he booked Metallica,、yeah. and、uh, wow, when he said that, it was like ding 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 again. So、uh, we had a very good chat, but it was a great night, great musicians, and I can see why they're very popular. Yeah, and the fans were、oh, crazy for them. One more, yeah,、like, come on, come back, come back. They wanted, they wanted to. I wanted to ask. It was just a real curious question、yeah. because the name of the band. Yeah. Is that just because of the translation, or do they know at the start that this is fool and idiot? They know what it means. They know what it means. Yes. <laughs> right. So you know why did they pick this? Is it just because oh that that looks intriguing? Fool and idiot. <laughs> what is this? I'm not sure if I have the right interpretation,、mm. but I guess it's about. They always think like in the. Society, we got this like fool like image. Sometimes 
when we are facing to the others mm. and it's not always the best thing sometimes it means that you are pure mm. like you're sincere yes so and i guess that's the reason why they picked this name mm. so like it's it's the like straight translation from chinese to english yes yes and we were trying to meet up in shanghai and they said you said oh next time i'm in shanghai It'll be maybe three or four weeks time. It's like, what? <laughs> so you're traveling all around. So yes, it for is. You, so for you, how was that sort of going on long tours, being with the band, being away from family, being away from home? First of all, I think it's really fun. Yeah. You know, like being on tour and you're with your, the crew is there like your family members during the tour. Yeah. So... Like you share the same memories. Like you're, uh, if you meet the people you really like to work with, you're going to have a great time together. Yes. And also, like even if it looks difficult, I think it just made all these memories unforgettable. Yes. But it is demanding and it is hard. Uh, for example, the KST tour. Mm. We've been we've done like twenty seven shows in one month and a half. Mm. And for Fool and Idiot, we do we did two uh, we did like eighteen shows in two months. Wow! So there is a lot because we're doing club shows. Mm. So it's like okay, well, loading and loads out at the same day. Like when the show is over, okay, we just unload. We just you know put everything together and put it on the bus, and then okay, stay at a hotel for one night, and then. Went to another city at early morning, mm. so definitely it's demanding for your physic, physic like your body. Mm. You need to be strong enough, yes. and also for your mind because you're mm. working every day. Yes. Uh, for me as tour manager, like I need to talk to very dif different people, like the artists, their agents, my colleagues, and all the production team. Mm. So like everybody will come to me. If they have any problems, so I need to keep fixing problems, and sometimes it's hard because I have my own limits. Yes. But it feels good when you are above your limit, like yes. you feel like you've grown up and you've learned so much during this tour, mm. and having very happy memories with all the people in the tour. Mm. Yeah, I do think we are like families, but yeah. families just for one month, yes. you know, because if we're not in the same project. We're, we don't really have that many to talk about, that mm. many things to talk about. We're just busy with our own stuff. But if we meet each other, we still feel this, you know, very familiar feelings yes. between us. And it's magical for me. Do you have a particular story uh, with either uh, KST or Fool and Idiot that you're on tour and it was like, yeah. For the KST, the day they went back to Taiwan, uh, me and my colleague Jonathan, we are with them because, you know, it's time to say goodbye. Of course, you want to be there. And their basis, he's like a cool guy, you know. So uh, during the whole tour, he was like, you guys are good. You know, you are good <laughs> with your job. Yes. But he's not someone who is very good at expl explaining or expressing his own feelings. Right. But when we say goodbye, he's like... I had a, an amazing time in here. Yes. And you guys are great. And I really want to see you next time. 
for me, it's very moving because he's the guy, you know, like the kind of cool guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Not, not easy for him to say this. Mm. So when he said that, I know I've done something right. It's a big compliment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But then on the other side, you were saying that you learned a lot. So what, yeah. did, what did you learn about uh, doing this tour? I mean, the stats says here... 42 shows in five months. That's a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot about. of cities. That's a lot of plane flights. Yeah. yeah. So what did you learn about this? I think about communications. Mm. I've learned a lot about communications because as a tour manager, your job is not only about getting things done. Yeah. It's also about how to make everyone feel good. So I remember when I was in Beijing, and for the Fool and Idiot show. Mm. I think it's like we have a very... After the show, we still have a lot of like VIP time, you know, or signing the album. So it took a very long time. I saw that in Shanghai yeah, as well. Yeah, so like many and girls, right? I, I, I thought it was the lineup for like the movies and they said, no, it's for the signing of, <laughs> yeah, of signing. the band. It's like yeah. it was around the corner. It's right? like, wow. You know, like, so we... It usually finished around like 12 a.m. Mm. So very, very, very late. So the venue in Be- in Nanjing, they're not happy with it. Right. They're like, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? I was like, I told you, I, I sent you the rundown. And yeah. it shows like we were finished that late. But they're like, I, I don't care. You need to finish it. Yeah. So at that time, I was so stressed out. You know, because I was like, what am I going to do? There are so many fans out there. So for me, I need to take all this stress and still communicating, so still communicate to them, to show them that we are trying our best to smooth everything, to get everything done as soon as possible. Yeah. But at that time, when I was really exhausted, I still felt like, okay, I got so many things to need to do. And it's not easy. Yes. You know, uh, but at that time you need to stay strong yes. and to show others that you can handle it. Yeah. If <laughs> even if it's not okay for you anymore, yeah, but it's still like pretend you're okay. <laughs> and you're the backbone, so you're representing the the band. And, but like you said, you're representing so many other people, and yeah, yeah so. Uh, that's that shows a lot of power that shows a lot of uh, strength and we had women's day yesterday so (laughs) you're a great example well thanks well done and what were some of the crowds like what were their reactions and what were some of the better crowds that liked that sort of type of music in china so uh the tickets always so better in big cities Mm. like shanghai beijing guangzhou shenzhen yes um, because you know there are uh, more people in these big cities and the young people are more interested in live music mm. but actually the crowd is not as exciting as you know the other cities especially in Shanghai you know the crowd is like kind of calm yeah <laughs> they're not that exciting we think like because people here have seen so many shows they're used to it yeah, yeah, they're used to it, yeah. so it's hard for you to surprise them. Mm. But if we're going to Zhengzhou or like Qingdao, yeah, maybe not many people there, but you know, every fan you can see their excitement. They're like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah rock. You know? <laughs> so yeah, the 
it's very different. Yeah. I, I, can, I can get that feeling as well. Oh. Uh, like, uh, just going to... I did the same, but I was, I was with school. Like, okay. school, English teaching. Yes. The village schools were like, yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> then you go to, like, the city, and it's like, oh, I've, seen, I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But the, the village people, is the first time seeing a foreigner. So for me to come in with my guitar and wow. my sunglasses, I was a big rock star <laughs> to them. So yeah, I, I, I can I can understand that. Yeah. So uh, are there plans to go back to doing this, or at the moment you're just sort of happy to take a sort of a bit of a break from being like a tour manager? Uh, I'm finding the new job mm. uh, because. I'm always happy to be the tour manager, mm. but also I want to do something new this year. You right. know, always have some development in your career, yeah. now doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, live entertainment is something I'm passionate about. So I'm just trying to find out if there's any possible jobs that I can do, mm. you know, so. I'm sure there are, and especially when it opens back up again for the foreign bands yes. to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> when it's your time to shine, Carol. Thanks. So let's go back uh, to where you were born. I do believe you're a local, yes. uh, Shanghainese. Shanghainese. The whole accent of the Shanghainese is just. Whew, here I am trying to learn uh, Mandarin, <laughs> and then I get someone like a taxi driver speaking Shanghainese, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is just. I'm, Struggling with Mandarin, little and a Shanghainese accent. So, what was it like growing up here in Shanghai? I think it's really fun that you mentioned Shanghainese. Mm. You know, me as a young Shanghainese, I'm not very good at speaking my dialect. Right. Yeah. Um, because uh, starting from elementary, elementary school, we are only allowed to speak Mandarin. Right. So, uh, we're not allowed to speak Shanghainese at school mm. but like i spent most of time in school yeah. so and also my teacher said like mandarin is something that we need to insist yes. so when i went back to home my dad my dad spoke shanghainese to me i was like no you can't say it. <laughs> you should not say it speak mandarin to me yes. <laughs> my dad's like what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. yeah so yes when i grow up i I treasure the culture of Shanghai, hmm. so that's the reason why I want to pick up my dialect, and I think that's part of me. Hmm. I should not just give it away. <laughs> yeah, and I've spoke to some people that have lived here for quite a long time, yeah. and they've said the change of, of Shanghai maybe 15, 20 years ago to now is a huge change like the the population's grown yeah it's a lot it's a lot more multicultural yes i've heard them say it it used to be called the wild west not really developed yet so tell us a little bit about from your experience of of living here compared to now i think since i've spent most my time in shanghai Mm. so i didn't really realize the changes in the city as an outsider right but there are times, you know, like if I spend two months in Dali or three months in Beijing, and when I go back to Shanghai, I was like, 
oh, where is this restaurant? <laughs> where is the cafe shop? You know, yes. that's that is something that strikes me the most. You know, mm -hmm. something the place I'm familiar with, they're just gone. Yes. And there's always gonna be new shops, new buildings, and uh, always, oh, you know, the constructions. Yes. Because they are always building always new buildings. There, yes. The noise, right? The drilling. <laughs> the drilling, yes. Oh dear. I, I, yes. I, Yes, you know, because we got this Taiwanese band in Shanghai, they, they were staying in Shanghai for like three months or more. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they always told me that their memory of Shanghai is the draw, drawing <laughs> noise, you know. Yeah. This is how they remember Shanghai. <laughs> the drilling. Yes. So. I've never thought of it that way, but that's yeah. sad, it's true. Yeah, right? <laughs> because I think it shows that the city is always growing. Absolutely. Yes. But. Sometimes maybe you need to be away for a month, then come back to realize how big changes they are. Yeah, going to Dali, <laughs> it was huge, a huge change to living in Shanghai for a, a certain period. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no Starbucks. <laughs> there's no Starbucks. Where's the yeah. Starbucks? You know, every corner has, has a Starbucks or a McDonald's or, or some sort of all the chain, chain restaurants and coffee shops. Yeah, you just sort of get used to it, and then it's like, yeah. Oh, where is it? <laughs> and also, you remember you remind me remind of me mm -hmm. that uh, when I just you know leaving Dali and went back to Shanghai, and I'm not really get used to Shanghai, which is so weird, you know, because mm -hmm. when I was in a coffee shop, I was I was always smiling and trying to you know talk to people, and they are too busy to talk to you. Yes. And because it's so different from Dali, like <laughs> in Dali everyone can talk. You yes. know? They are willing to make friends, but in Shanghai people are just too busy with their mm. own stuff. And since like in Shanghai you also meet so many people every day, yes. you can't really spend energy on strangers. Yeah. So yeah. And that's why you, you liked it so much, getting back to what we were speaking before. <laughs> yeah. You could see how much you really enjoyed uh, being in Dali because yeah. it's, Shanghai is so fast-paced and yes. you've always, you're always on your toes <laughs> and then all of a sudden Dali and it's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> relaxed, <laughs> yeah, peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about like your parents. Were yeah. they are they involved with entertainment or music or what? What's their background? Actually, not at all. They are not, and their jobs are not related to art or anything. Okay. So my dad, uh, he's doing the something about like chemistry. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but like when he grew up, he was poor. You know, like. Uh, living not a very not live not living in a wealthy family, mm. so he when he's an adult he just he had to find a job to support himself, right. and he didn't have a chance to explore things about art because you know art is for rich people. Yes. So when I was born, he wanted to put money like he want me to do things about art mm. you know so i practiced ballet when i was in kindergarten and i played flute for four years from middle school to high school and wow. i realized that i'm not going to be an artist because i'm not talented enough mm. in classical music world you know the competition is just you know oh, yes. incredible you know yes. 
so it's very for, hard for you to stand out. I realized that. I know I'm kind of talented, but not talented enough.、Mm. And also, I'm not hardworking enough. Right. <laughs> yes. But I always wanted to be in the art history, art art industry. Right. And that's the reason why I was in Shanghai Conservatory of Music,、mm. but、I'm、majoring in arts management. Yes. So I can. Do things about art, like assisting or helping artists to fulfill their dreams, and not away from, not be away from this industry. You know. Yeah, I see kids very, very young. I've seen all different ages in in schooling here in China, and I don't think people outside of China understand how stressful it is for parents. For their kids to find a job to get university, yes, and they just push, push, and I've got kids at the moment that are four and five years old, and one day it's、uh, guitar, one day it's dancing, one day it's swimming, one day it's it's yoga, one day it's、uh, soccer,、Crazy. one day it's archery, one day, and it's like you're four years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've totally seen that such a big change. So for you, was there a lot of pressure from your mum and dad to sort of be successful, and then were they pushing you to to do not only music but with your studies as well? I can feel the pressure for sure. <laughs> as a Chinese, you always feel the pressure. Yes. You know? But I think the competitions at my time is not that strong、right. compared now compared to nowadays.、Right. So、um, I'm. Still capable of handling that. That's the reason why I can play flutes and other instruments. And I'm very grateful for my parents for supporting me to study arts management、mm. because this major is something that is quite strange to them. Even to our teachers in high school, they're like, "Why are you signing up for this? Because it's not a very traditional road, you know." But I was like, "This is something I like." Maybe you don't know about it, but I did my research. I did my study,、mm-hmm. and I know this is something I want to learn. So I'm glad that my dad support my dream,、mm-hmm. and I went when I finally got accepted by Shanghai Conservatory of Music. He's also very happy. Yeah. Yes. And I so once again,、yeah. I can totally relate to that. Thanks. So, how was that process of getting into this Shanghai Conservatory of Music, majoring in arts management? Was it difficult to get enrolled into this course? I think it's hard, but it's not that hard. So,、uh, we don't have to show any music skills to them. Just you know, to do all the tests,、mm. like the, do you know what Gaokao? Uh, like the Chinese version of SAT. Right. Right.、Yeah. Okay. Yes. So if you can reach the score, you're admitted. So yeah, that's basically it. So like, if you're doing well at school, you can just go into the university. After that, it says you've done also、uh, internships as well. Yes. So、uh, interning for the National Arts Center in Canada. Yes. Tell us about going to Canada. <laughs> I love Canada. Was this your first overseas trip? And not the first time overseas, but it's my first exchange program. Right. Yes. So.、Uh, Where in Canada did you start? Ottawa. Ottawa. Yes. Right. That's cool. Yeah. 
um, Shanghai Conservatory of Music, my school, they have this exchange program with National Arts Center mm. in Ottawa. Like not only our school, like there are many like three or four art school in China. They can, you know, just show they can have a few candidates and then the the people in the art center they will do the interview and select the appropriate candidates like and then do the exchange program and the the cool part is that we are not like rent we we are staying with the host family right and it is for free oh wow yeah so it got a chance to stay with the local family they will show us out experience the local culture and also uh, we are not we got a lot of concerts that we can go to. Oh, yes. yes. What, some, what are some of the concerts you went to? Uh, Isaac Pullman. All right, yes. Yes, because, you know, it's all about classical music. Right. And also, since it's, it's an exchange program, so uh, we got a chance to talk to the senior management, right. one like face-to-face, during the interview. A little bit like this, ah, you know. Very cool. Actually, my essay, I write an essay about this art center. So, yes, learn a lot from there. And uh, living in Ottawa, I would assume it's super, super cold. Super cold. So you said Beijing was cold, so what about Ottawa? <laughs> Even colder, of course. <laughs> I, I remember because uh, we were traveling in Quebec. Right. And it's about minus 40. Yes. And it's like the coldest weather in recent 50 years. Wow. Lucky us. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I took a train trip from Toronto to Vancouver, mm. which will take seven days. Wow. So I spent seven days on the train, mm. met a lot of friends, which is really nice. Mm. And also, because of the cold weather, so uh, the staff need to fix the train, <laughs> you know, oh, right. from time to time. <laughs> so the trip is kind of like delayed yeah like two days delayed oh wow (laughs) wow right frozen frozen yes i've been to canada i've been to vancouver but that's it is ottawa french speaking bilingual bilingual yes because uh, ottawa is the capital of canada yes yeah so it's bilingual oh so french and english and english wow okay you know like all the volunteers volunteers in art center the young people they're all bilingual right so how was your english at the time uh not bad but sometimes it's kind of difficult for me to use my english at work you know because there if if there is something professional to say and also we need to do some presentations right so still need to practice english and also i haven't been the this kind of environment before you know living with the host family, which are all, you mm. know, very kind Canadian people. And so, people so, I work with, they're all Canadians. Right. They only speak English. Yeah, right. So you're speaking English all the time. So, so it's like a challenge for me for the first month. And also I'm away from home. Yeah. You know? And So what did, you, what did you think about the, the cultural differences between an Ottawa yes. family compared to your family here in Shanghai? Uh, let me tell you, like the first months in Canada, I'm not really used to it. Like I'm crying yeah. to my dad. Oh, really? <laughs> FaceTime like that. <laughs> and my dad was like, what's wrong? Because he's at work, you know. Right. Um, the reason why I'm 
I was crying is because I'm afraid that people don't like me. Mm. You know, uh, in Canada, you know, everyone is very nice. I see Canadians are famous for being nice. Yes. <laughs> so a bit too nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So when you're talking about anything, they're only talking about the good part. Like how's the show? They will say, "Oh, it's amazing!" You know. Right. Well, you know, as a Chinese, I always, I'm just someone who wants to know the real thoughts. Yes. Like, what do you think of it? What do you think of it? Not just like the other praises, you know. You want some constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like when I meet people, I'm trying, I'm being nice, and yes. they're being nice to me, but I don't really think we're friends.、Mm -hmm. You know. They don't really have to make a Chinese friends, of course, and I feel very a little bit distant from them. Yes. And that's kind of reason why I cry and call my dad because I think okay, I'm not really making any friends except for my mentor or host families.、Mm. But I really want to have you know like young friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's something about me or it's the culture. I'm confused.、Mm. Then I realized that. It's just because like we are not close enough. I stayed there for three months, and for last month, like I'm close with some friends, and they will tell me their real thoughts. So at the time, I'm not worried about it anymore. Yes. Yeah. So like, I think that's the cultural difference. Like some like we have very different communication styles. Yes. So. Of course, I'll be confused at the beginning, but it's like a challenge I need yeah. to overcome. Yeah. And when I overcome this challenge, I enjoy my days more, you know, in Canada because people are nice, or the experiences are nice. You gotta see some really good shows、yeah. and have a very nice host families. Yeah, and then you got friends for the rest of your life. You go to Canada whenever you yeah. You, you can、to. always write an email, you know, Facebook Messenger them. Yeah. Come to come to China as well. Yeah. Get them to come. <laughs> Want to get back to your your family side? I'm always very interested to because me coming from Australia. Yeah. Like, it was a bit like you going to Ottawa. It, it's it's very similar. It was such a huge culture shock, and you just yeah. Have to get used to it, otherwise you go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I met some girls, and、yes. they just want to get married and have children straight away because they're apparently their mum and dad and their grandparents are like, you need to get married at a certain age, otherwise. Wanted to know how your family sort of reacts to that. Do they like relationship or marriage? Yeah, no push, push, push. <laughs> My dad, he's he's in the middle of it, you know. Like he got this stress because all his friends, colleagues' daughter, they are getting married,、um, but I'm not apparently. Yeah.、So. But he also don't want to put any pressure on me. Yes. And I think I got like this very special relationship with my dad. Like we are very close. But sometimes, like I just don't talk to him about some stuff.、Mm. For example, if I'm in a relationship, I won't tell him. I know in many Western culture, Western families, like their、uh, children will tell their parents about their past relationships, but I don't really do that to my dad、mm. because I know he will take it too serious. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I just choose to. Keep it as a secret. Find him on WeChat and <laughs> yeah, but you know, like funny thing happened, cause you know,、uh, last Sunday, 
I broke up with my boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. So Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Apparently, I'm sad. You know, I'm crying in my bedroom. I don't want. I didn't want my dad to find out. But next day, when I wake up, my dad, you know, see me, you know, the eyes, you know, everything. It's, obviously, there's something wrong what's with wrong? me. What's yeah. wrong? He was like, "What's wrong? You can tell me everything because I'm your dad, and I really care about you,、mm. which make me feel so moved." And I <laughs> told him about the breakup story, and he was like, "Are you serious about this relationship?" I was like, "I'm not sure because I've been with this guy for four months,、mm. and." We broke out due to long distance relationship. He was in Taiwan, and I was like, I'm still trying to know him, so、mm. I'm not sure if I really into him. He was like, If you are into him, you want to marry him, because that's what serious relationship is about. I was like, Dad, it's not for me, you know. I really like someone. It doesn't mean that I want to marry them. Yes. So at the time, I realized I still have this gap between me and my dad.、Mm. He still want me to maybe get married. Yes. And he just don't want to put so much pressure on me. Yes. And what about your mom? Oh. So,、uh, my mom died when I was eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So I live with my dad. Okay. Yes.、Oh. That that's just part of my life. So、yes. I'm totally fine. <laughs> totally cool with this.、Can、yeah,、I、of course.、Them? Must have a very. You said before you have a very close relationship with your father. Yes. How how was that like? Because、uh, my mum and dad、uh, were divorced, but、uh, you know, for you growing up, wanting that mum. Did did your dad remarry? Did he have a girlfriend, or did he have someone else to sort of have that female figure to go and see you, or you, did you rely on your friends? To to help you out in hard times. So, yeah,、uh, my mom died when I was eight due to cancer. So,、uh, for me, like I always know she's ill, but and I went to hospital to see her,、mm-hmm. but I was not there when she passed away.、Mm-hmm. And my My dad and my other family members, they think I'm too young. Yes. So they just made a white lie.、Mm. They told me that she got this treatment in Spain. You know, for me as an eight-year-old girl, Spain is somewhere、yes. really, really far. So、yes. they told me that you can't really see her because she's far away. But when she's cured, she will be back.、Mm. I think deep inside my heart, I always know it's not the truth. But I choose to believe it because it will make me feel better. Yes. And when I grew up, like around middle age, middle school, and my dad told me the truth, and I'm not surprised at all. And I think at first I'm a I'm kind of afraid of what other people think of me.、Mm. You know, as the girl who lost her mom. Yes. Because we're in living in the neighborhood, and all the neighbors know each other. Yes. So they will show their compassion, but sometimes it make me feel uncomfortable.、Mm-hmm. They will say like, "Hey, how are you? How how's your dad?" And they will tell others,、uh, "You see, this is a very strong girl. She's the girl who lost her mom."、Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't really want to hear this. Yeah, you know, this、exactly. is not the best thing to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they think they are showing their care, and I appreciate it. Yes. 
But you don't want to hear that you yeah, know, all course. the time because everyone's yeah. going to come up. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. 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 So, but I never think like I'm lack of love or something because mm. my dad, he put so much love and effort on bring, raising me up. And I, I do appreciate it. Yes. There's a lot of respect there. Yes. yes. I think it's important to reach some career goals doing whatever you want in your life mm. but i think it's really hard and to you know treat the people you love with all your heart and spend so much effort and energies to you know to treat the people you love and mm-hmm. to love love your family to take all your responsibilities yes. because he need to take he's like he spent so much time on bringing me up. Yes. He didn't put so much time on his career. He didn't mm. put so much time on his career. So he didn't get a promotion in a long time. Yes. But I think he's willing to make this sacrifice. That's amazing. Yeah. And my dad has got a girlfriend, which I'm really happy about. Right. Yes. And it's his like college friend. Oh, yeah, that's so even they know, better. Yes. Wow. So they know each other for yeah. a very long time. And the reason why I'm so happy for him is that I think, okay, he finally found a is companion yes. he deserved in his family. Yes. And seeing, and I can go out and, you know, pursue my own dreams. Mm-hmm. If I just leave my dad alone in the home, it's very hard for me to go to Dali or Beijing. Yes. You know, <laughs> I was like, is it the right thing to do? Because it didn't feel right. But now I'm, you know, I'm kind of... I've, happy that he's got yes. someone else yes i'm yeah. really happy you know that's really cool yeah i want to talk about one the other in, internship that you did yes. it also says here that like the biggest sort of for rock bands and metal bands and which is my sort of <laughs> genre mercedes-benz arena yes just down the road just yes. near the bond yes near the river yeah tell us a bit about about this i mean you have all the entertainment going through there so tell us about that experience yeah so after i went back for went back from canada so i started to find an internship in mercedes-benz arena actually i i have applied for this internship before but you know my school time didn't fit mm. so they say okay try next time i was like okay yeah that's my last year of school of of course, I'm gonna try this internship again. Yeah. And luckily, they accept me as the intern. Mm. So the the work there is not that busy for me because there are not many things to do for an intern. But I really, uh, what I appreciate about this internship is that I get to see so many great shows. You know, Bruno Mars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yes, Bruno Mars. And wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Like. Three shows in a row. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, also, you know, Jay Cho. Yes. Yeah, Jay Cho and JJ Ling. Oh. All like superstars. Yeah. Uh, I got to see the shows without tickets. You wow. Know? You got a staff pass. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And, you know, not only I got to see the show, I can see the process of putting all the shows together. Right. And I realized how exciting that is. Mm. You know, like from, you know, 
like starting from a very empty arena, you yes. know, have nothing in it. Then you know all the workers come in, the crew came in, and they put everything together, doing the sound check, the light checks, and the artists on doing all the rehearsals, and boom, it's showtime. Wow! Yeah. Yes. And I see all this process. I know there's so much effort yeah. behind one show. Yeah. But the energy is just incredible,、oh, yeah. you know.、Yes. <laughs> That whole feeling of going to a live show to see your favorite band. There's nothing better. There's yes, nothing yes. better. You know,、uh, also the arena shows. It's different from club shows. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. because there are more efforts in、yes. that, and you know the staging and more people, the yes, yeah, the, the crowds. Yeah, you know, the energy is just you know way better. Yes, <laughs> to yes. be honest, three shows of Bruno Mars. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Just quite, did he change the setup every night, or did he play the same? Play the same. Oh, okay. Well, I guess Shanghai's got twenty-five million people, so I guess <laughs> he's got a lot of perform. Wow, three shows. That's really cool. Mercedes Benz Arena. Yeah. All my favorite bands have been there, and、uh, yeah, I even watched the wrestling there of all things. Oh yes. UFC. Oh, WWE. WWE. Yeah. So I've been there twice to、oh. to see the WWE there, and the first time it was John Cena. He was the headline, and he came out and did a speech in in Mandarin. Wow! <laughs> yeah, he came out and thanked the crowd for coming and supporting him and supporting his movies and all in Mandarin. And apparently, my friend said that it was fluent Chinese. I was like. That's really cool.、And、the、wow. fans loved it. Yeah. So you did part-time work、uh, with Mal Lifehouse as well. Yes, it's so, my first part-time job. Right. So tell us about this. How? What was the process? Was it difficult to get this job? Again, you would have seen a bunch of bands coming、yeah. through there. Mal Lifehouse in Shanghai. There's more than one, right? One in Shanghai, but in other cities, yeah, they also have their own right. So I got. I was lucky to play there. I've、oh, already、cool. played there already. Cool. There wasn't as many people as, <laughs> but the whole experience of again the stage is just these、Very、Chinese. High and wide. The, the Chinese <laughs> stage is just. Yeah. What was your experiences? Yeah, working with the Mal Lifehouse. Yeah.、Uh, so before before I was the stage hand there. I went to see so many shows、yes. because I was into indie music,、right. you know, like post rock. Post rock is a hit at the time,、mm. so I think, oh, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so cool to work there. And I see one WeChat post that they're hiring part time stagehand.、Oh. I think I'm gonna give it a try. You know? Yeah. So they,、uh, they did the interview. They think I'm good for a job. Yeah. And then you know I just. Start my one year stagehand, you know, career. Wow. <laughs> so,、uh, I think the job is really fun. It's the first time for me to have these interactions with artists and band.、Mm. Before that, I was just the audience. Right. And also, you know, stagehand, you are very close to the artists, especially if there are some bands you love. It's gonna be your, you know, it's a great opportunity、yeah. for you to communicate. Yeah. But the hard part is that. Uh, since I'm not playing guitar, bass, drum, any of these kind of instruments, so it's not easy for me to you know learn all this technical stuff.、Mm. You know how to adjust the volumes. If there's like a 
if the guitar is not making any sound, you need to ch- you need to check like which part went wrong. Mm. And that's the intense part for me, the especially if there is a show going on. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. You the know? battery, the lead, the amps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you need to know how to set up the drum mm. for the artist. And during the rehearsal, you need to assist them if there's anything feel uncomfortable, anything didn't feel right. Right. And after the show, which is already pretty late, we need to like put everything to back, put everything to normal, to to where it, <coughs> it first, um, you know, just um, um, we need to like put things back. So after like we usually get went off work around two a.m. Mm. in the morning. Wow. So it takes a very long time to work. Uh, feel exhausted every time when I go back to home, but I was also very excited, yeah. you know, because I know I'm not going to be doing this for a very long time, but it's a very important step for me to go into music industry. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You, you got to start from somewhere, and that's the I think that's the best way to do it. Go right from the the ground up, yes, just seeing exactly. people, the road crew, yes. uh, the ma- other managers, the bands, how they put on a show. I think yeah. that's really, really cool. So what bands did you see, Chinese bands mainly? Actually, many Western bands. Right. Um, but mainly about like metal. Oh, I yeah. Don't, I don't know if you know Dragon but, Force. Oh, yeah? Yes, Dragon Force. And um, Lacrimosa. Arch Enemy. Oh, 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 yeah, I know Arch Enemy. <laughs> yeah. Walking to the show, couldn't find where it was, where the <laughs> maps were. And anyway, there was a girl and four guys, and we all went up into the, the lift. And it's like, that was the band. <laughs> we're going up, we're going up the lift uh, to well, my house, and the band, we're with the band. Yeah. And we got off on the backstage part yeah. of this. So we went there as well, and it's like, hey, hey, you know what it is. Security was kicking us out. So, but yeah, That's they're fun. great. Yeah, I, I've seen them in Australia, and they got a new singer now. But yeah, they were. Actually, cool. Yeah, very cool. I know they are popular in China. Oh yeah, it was sold out. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's a good crowd there. For you personally, what music were you listening to? when you were in high school, and then some of your favorite bands like it, during that period? I think I'm now stuck with one genre. Mm. Like I listen to many different genres of music. Uh, when I was in high school, I was into like Western pop music or mm. like band. Mm. Uh, like Lady Gaga, you know, of course, and Ariana Grande. Uh, when I was in Canada, I, I'm more into classical music, right? Of course, because yes. you saw these concerts, these musicians with excellent skills, you know. They're brilliant, Just, aren't they? Yeah, and you they're know, they're so class- talented. Yes, and yeah. their classical music music is very different from pop music. Mm, yes, it requires like more performing skills, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes. Yes, and when uh, when I was in Live Nation. You know, because we're doing the pop music concerts, so I listen to these artists and also bands. Now, uh, I've been the tour manager for two Taiwanese bands, so I'm listening to a lot of uh, 
Taiwanese indie bands.、Mm. So it varies from time to time. Yes, that's really cool. So it says, after graduating from the university, you joined Live Nation. How long did you wait? Did you have like a break after university? Did you go somewhere, or did you go straight into work? Okay, so I, I took like a one month break. Okay. Like one month gap for me. Yeah. <laughs> so and I went to Fuji Rock in right. Japan. Right. Oh wow. Yes. So who was playing that that show? Oh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Yes. Um.、Uh, yeah. I saw one of my favorite bands, MGMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen this one. So,、uh, Fuji Rock is an unforgettable experience、oh, for、yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially because now you know, like now we're in a COVID time, so、mm. going abroad to see a music festival seems you know so far away from us.、Mm. Yeah. Wow. And did you get a chance to stay in Japan and do some traveling around, or was it just for the concert? Uh, staying in Japan for two weeks. Oh, so、nice. the first week, I was with my family.、Mm. So we just stayed in Tokyo to doing some tourist stuff. Because, but you know, Tokyo is fun and full of energy. There are so many places you can go to. Oh yes. And the、uh, next week, I'm just going to Fuji Rock. I went to Fuji Rock with friends,、mm. and then back to Tokyo and fly to Shanghai. But you know. Since you know Fuji Rock is in the mountain, and it's like very hipster vibe, you know mountain and camping, yeah. Yeah, camping, yes.、Yeah. So after my Fuji trip, Fuji trip, and I went back to Tokyo, I just think, oh my god, <laughs> the, the city is so crowded and noisy. You know? <laughs> like I can't really get used to it. Yeah. Because you know it's Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, Live Nation. So, how was that process? A couple of interviews. Did you have to? Sh- how did that? Or how did you get this job? So when I was in Mercedes-Benz Arena, you know, Live Nation will put many many shows in、right. this arena, including、mm-hmm. Bruno Mars. Oh, nice! Yes, it's promoted by Live Nation. So,、uh, like my mentor, he got this connection with Live Nation and. I noticed that they are hiring events assistants, so I just talked to him like, "Hey, can you please do an internal referral for me? I think you'll, I'll have a better chance to get a job、mm. than just you know throwing my resume to HR." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's very nice and did this favor to, for for me.、Mm. And after two rounds of interview, like I got this job. Wow! So,、yeah. congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. You would have been so excited, right? Yeah, very excited. That's so cool. And it says that you worked here for nearly. You worked for three years.、There? Yeah, almost three years. Yeah. From, um, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one. Right. Yes. Did you get an opportunity to meet some of these big rock stars from internationally? So, yes, like Live Nation has host many like. Big concerts,、mm. but at the time I was working as events assistant. Right. So I'm just doing the basic operations job.、Mm. Um, the events manager,、mm. they will be responsible for communicating with the crew or the agent to fulfill their needs. 
So for me, it's more like it's a process of learning to see to to see and to learn how do they communicate with these, you know, like all these like stars. stars. Yes. Yeah. I always always interested to ask uh, about the Shanghai music scene. Have you seen any sort of changes? Like with Shanghai music, I think for me, like I've noticed that there are more and more young people that are into live music.、Mm. So、uh, when I was in the university, there, of course, there are a group of people who always love music and will pay the money to see live shows,、mm. and they're. I think there is a big crowd of them, but it's not that many.、Mm. But now you know, since there are TV shows about bands, so many people who who are not very familiar with this band culture, they get interested and they want to see these bands play live music, and they're willing to pay for it.、Mm. And also the ticket price is crazy. <laughs> yes, because you know people are willing to pay more.、Mm. They know that like. Live music is not like movies. Yes. Like artists are actually there, and the energy, you know, the interactions is very different. Yeah. So of course the price is higher, but definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking, as I was saying before, when I went to the show、uh, fully,、yes. uh, I met、uh, your co- colleague Edward, and he said that he. Was working with Metallica, and we we're talking about that before、yeah. about the they weren't able to play a couple of of songs because of the censorship in, in in China. So, is it difficult to get bands to come to China? Are they put off from some of that because? So it's just my own opinion.、Sure. Yes, it, there is censorship in China for sure,、mm. and.、Uh, For some artists who are not able to come here, maybe it's because they're like something related to politics. Yeah, you know, it's、yeah. very complicated. That, that's understandable. And、yes. you got and you got to respect each country that you you perform in. So yeah, so like、uh, all these government staff, they can go online. They can do some background check.、Mm. So it's impossible for us to lie to them. Say okay, of course, like, yeah. So like we will pick those safe artists, yeah, <laughs> and also like just like what we've mentioned about, we need to submit all the materials, including their、uh, lyrics and、uh, all the song soundtracks,、mm. and the agents they are aware of it, so、yeah. they will send us all these official documents. Right, we will translate that to. Chinese,、mm. both English and Chinese, to the government, and if they're okay with the all the materials, yes, you got this. We call it permit, right? And it's okay for you to put on a show and、yeah. sell it. Yeah, well, it was very interesting because that the Metallica thing, but <laughs> when they weren't allowed to play their, one of their biggest songs, but obviously they've got a big catalog, but. When they went to Beijing, yes, they played with Lang Lang. I make a reference to the Queen movie that came out a couple of years ago. So, one winning all these Oscars, and then all of a sudden China said, "Yes, we're gonna show this 
movie and then all of a sudden I hop into a DD and they're playing Queen on the on the radio radio oh, now. That's cool. And they think it's like a, it's sort of like a new band, but the band's fifty years old. <laughs> but I I always say sort of better late than never, and I think it's great that China have got on board with Queen. But do you know like Queen and Adam Adam Lambert? They yes. actually had a show in Shanghai. Did they? Yeah, in Mercedes-Benz oh, Arena. Oh right. Yeah. So I guess like for example like we will rock you or like we are the champions. Mm. These songs are very like familiar. Classic rock. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Like, even for Chinese people, but maybe they just don't know the band. Yes. And after the movie came out, they okay they can relate, you know, yes. <laughs> like, yes. the song and the band, and they know the stories of this band, which is really cool. It's a great selling point for the band yeah. that they brought that out because I think that the. Yeah, they've sold many records now here in China, which is great. Any new bands uh, in China or anywhere in particular that that you like at the moment? Like any like brand new bands? There is a Taiwanese band called Sofa. So S O U L F A. So Sofa. All right. <laughs> okay, um, they're from Taiwan, and hopefully they'll get. Get to tour in mainland China this yes. year, hopefully. Yes. Uh, the reason why I love their music is, it's their music is not complicated, but it's straightforward, mm-hmm. and they're very energetic. You know, very young. You know, energetic right. Right. with big smiles. That kind of boys singing songs. It just makes you feel happy, and because if sorry, uh, I just. If I have one criticism about the the Chinese bands that I've seen here in Shanghai, like the local, like yes. the indie sort of bands, is that they're playing this great music and it's really good to hear, but to see they're just like playing their instruments and there's just no energy. There's no they're relying just on the music, but to look at, they're just standing there and for me. If I see bands that just stand there, it's just like it's not for me. If they're not feeling it, why? How am I going to feel it? You know. So, so you go watch us talking. So that's what I've seen, and not not every band, but I, I've seen certain bands that have done that. So that's great to hear. And also with the Taiwanese band, it seems like the two bands that you yeah. worked with, yeah. and you've talked about now a new band from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of a a new occurrence that more Taiwanese bands are sort of getting popular here in mainland China? Yes, I think in the recent years,、mm. Taiwanese music is popular. That's right, right. especially indie music. Right. Because they've got their own style.、Mm. To be honest, for me, like、uh, you mentioned about the local music in Shanghai,、mm. what I think is that you know. They play some fancy music, you know. They're skillful. Yes. They want to do something international, but from their music, I can't really see who they are. They can be anyone. Yes. They can be a guy in Australia. They can be a guy in Canada. <laughs> Why you're a guy in Shanghai? You know, it tells no difference. So some Taiwanese music, they are maybe they're not that complicated,、hmm. but they tells you who they are,、right. and. After listening to their music, you got this impression 
And I think it's very important. You can't just let people forget about who you are.、Mm. You gotta let them to remember who you are. Yes. So things like many Taiwanese Taiwanese bands, they got their own style that、mm. can be recognized,、yes. and that's the reason why they're popular in China.、Mm. That's great. That's、yeah. really really cool. It says you've got some、uh, concerts that you've been to, Charlie Puth, in Live Nation. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, Mariah Carey. Yes. Wow. This this is before COVID. Right,、yeah. right, right. How popular is she in in China? I'm assuming she's huge. Yeah. Like just like every, everywhere else. Yeah. Her tickets just sold out immediately. Wow. And like you said, they can charge like a high price, and it doesn't matter if you want to watch your favorite singers and musicians,、yes. you'll pay that. Because the audience know that it's a, such a precious opportunity for them to see this huge star, you're you don't know like when's next time they will come to China, especially you know we're in the COVID. That's so true. So, I think like just go to see your favorite shows where you can. Yes. You you don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Last year, where we met, and、yes. you did the two tours,、yes. which was an amazing.、Uh, do you miss it now? Kind of miss it. Yeah. You know, like, you get that itch on your back that you <laughs> you <Yes> . want. <laughs> you know, like after I did these two tours, because you know, it's these two these two tours. They are very close.、Mm. The dates are very close, so I just got like two weeks. Of you know, relax, my, relaxing myself, two week of break, so. You know, like after this January, I finish、mm. all my work. I think okay, I'm not gonna be on tour this year.、Yes. <laughs> I don't want myself to be that exhausted, and also you know, one thing that is not that ideal about being on tour is that all this daily routine you have cultivated for yourself. <laughs> That's all gone.、Yeah. I want to do, you know, yoga every day, meditation, reading、yes. books, doing journaling. No, nothing. You just want to go back to your bed and sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you have such a busy schedule. So I think okay, I want to go back to a normal life, and just you know have a good rest. But now I started to miss the feeling of being on road. Yeah. You know, it's so true. It's so true. And also, you can be so focused on your work、mm-hmm. because when you're at office, you know, you can't be that focused. Yeah. Because it's so different from being at the venue, you know, and see all these, you know, rehearsals, you know, watching for all, all these things happening.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different. Yeah, I can see your excitement already. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be a matter of time before you get back onto the the touring <laughs> touring side of it. So. Yeah, you know. I, also, there are times I think I'm not really into performances anymore. Because I've seen so many shows yeah, yeah, in yeah. such short period of time,、yeah. but now I know I really miss it. Yeah. Not only the club shows, but more for the arena shows,、yeah. all these big shows. I really miss it. I really want to put the shows together to see it happening, to see all this audience show up to see one show together. Yes.、Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing like something in the future, like your own company? I'm welcoming to all the opportunities.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, maybe、um, maybe other co- other companies about live entertainment.、Mm-hmm. I'm 
very willing to know more about it. Mm. I think I'm too young to start my own company. Mm. So yeah, maybe working for someone else, have a very good teammate. Of course, of course. That's so, my goal for this year. Right. So my next question: What is the what's the future hold for Carol? First of all, I want to be in the music industry of or live entertainment. Not limited to music, but I want to see or I want to see things happening. Mm. Not only staying at office. It's yes. not something for me. <laughs> and also, I want myself to be devoted to what I'm doing. You know, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do this year. Yes. <laughs> but I think anything that I pick to work on, I want to do it with my full, uh, with my efforts, with my full heart, and it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. So, and also I want to learn from all these works I've done. Yeah. So it's always to always important to have a growth mindset. I yeah. think yeah. so. Keep growing. Keep, you know. I think failures they're not, they're not that bad. You got to take it with the you're learning. You yes, know, it's learn from that that experience that failed. Yes, mm. and it's not easy to accept for sure. At that time, you have self doubt. You think you're not good enough, especially mm-hmm. you know. For example, I'm taking the job interview. I think okay, I'm gonna kill it. Yeah. But then told me sorry, you didn't pass to the next interview. Of course, I feel sad. I feel I'm upset about it. But yeah. that's just one small challenge in my life, mm. and I think there are going to be more and more challenges. And I want myself to be more open yes. and exciting for it instead of afraid of it. Yeah, you know. Absolutely, great answer. Thanks. And tell us about. I know you only have like a small uh, experience, but it's been. Great. So, uh, what advice would you give to a younger a younger person that wants to do what you're doing? I think you first you need to be sure that you are really into this industry. Because mm. to be honest, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, the salary is not gonna be as high as the art industry. It's, I know, like it's not good to talk about salary at as the first statement, but. I think it's important yeah, it because many really. people who worked in this industry go for another job yeah. because the salary is just not satisfying. Mm. So you do need to be passionate, especially for junior level worker. Also, I think if you're building a career, money is not something you want to only consider about. Money is important, but what do you want to do? What's your skill? What are you good at? You need to be very clear about it and doing something you're good at. Yes. And um, always people say like you need to learn, like you need to face your disadvantages. Mm. But for me, if you're doing something you're good at, you'll be more and more confident. Yes. And even if you're doing something you're good at, there'll still be challenges. So you're still gonna be you're still gonna fail yes so don't destroy your own confidence yes, it takes a very exactly. long time to cultivate yes, of course. so just pick your battlefield but pick it smart yes tell us about your social media where can we find you for Chinese mainland China and for international people where can they follow you 
Instagram. Instagram, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So we've got to the the last part of it. Uh, your top two or three favorite things. So first question is tell me your three all-time favorite bands. The first one come to my mind is FKJ. Okay. I was really into his music and his live video. It's just amazing. He shoot all this live video at his own place with all these plants around him. Yeah, right. That's my ideal place to live. <laughs> um, the reason why um, I was really into his music is because I can feel the freedom. Mm. It's so hard to feel freedom in one's music. Yes. And you can see that he's playing music. Mm. It's like a toy. <laughs> you know, it's just like we've mentioned all these uh, Shanghainese band, they're not showing anything while mm, they are playing. Emotion, yeah. You know, FKJ, you can see he's having fun, so yes, much fun. Yes. Just like a kid having so much fun with his toys. Yes. So that's something that really touching to yes. me. And the second band yeah. is the XX. Alright. Yes. Yes. And the third one is an like electronic music duo called Odessa. Right. Um, I saw their performance in Fuji Rock, oh. and it's just amazing, mind blowing. All the stage sets, and they expect uh, that electronic music can do already everything like this way. Right. So it's you know mind blowing to me. That's so cool. Tell us about your top three international destinations that you've been to, and then three that you would like to go to in the future. So. Of course, Ottawa, we mentioned Melbourne, actually. Oh! Yeah, I went to Australia for <laughs> my Christmas break one year. You yeah. tell us an hour, uh, over an hour into the interview that you've been to Australia, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been to Melbourne and Tasmania. Wow, that's really... Tessie. Tell me that, Tasmania! <laughs> right! Yeah, because I got a friend in Tessie. Right. Here some Chinese, you know. <laughs> So, yeah. Hello to our Tas Tasmanian listeners. Hello. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> wow. Yeah, of course I love Melbourne. Actually, the reason why I went to Melbourne is I is that I saw a magazine about coffee called Drift. So they all have, like, uh, each issue is about one city that specializing in coffee. So they've done, like, Melbourne, of course, because Melbourne is famous for coffee and Mexico City, mm. you know. So I'm a big coffee lover. So that's the, kind of the big reason for me to go to Melbourne. Right, absolutely. And also the third city is Ho Chi Minh City. Oh, right. Yes, I love Ho Chi Minh. Me too. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And three places that you'd like to go to in the future? Yes, uh, New York City. And the second one is Mexico City. Wow, <laughs> that's that's something that I don't hear too often. What why Mexico City? Um, oh, coffee. First of coffee, <laughs> and then because I, to me it's kind of, it's something I'm so unfamiliar with. You mm. know, like you don't really get to know Mexican culture except for food. Yeah. In China. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, yeah. taco, you know, quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm someone who's into really into exploring something I don't know. Mm. So if I'm not familiar with Mexico City, I really want to be there. Right. And if we got a 
big culture shock. That's good, you know. People, there should be more people like you on how you look at a different country. Tell me three of your favorite movies. I'm a big fan of Woody Allen. Oh, yes. So, like, Annie Hall. Oh, uh, Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah. cool. So, another movie is Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yes. I think, uh, for example, like Annie Hall. Hmm. Uh, I always like, you know, Woody Allen style of, you know, like keep talking yeah. <laughs> non-stop. And the, the the scripts, I think it's really beautiful and mm. it's about relationship. And, and there is one sentence, he said, like, the relationship is like a shark. If it's not moving, it dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's really true. Yeah. So there are many, you know, this sentences like this metaphors this, yeah. yeah metaphors right. yes exactly so i was like oh that's really smart yeah i never think of it but when he said it it was like oh so true you yeah know? yeah really so these cool. are my favorites final question is your greatest inspiration slash hero and why the answer is still my dad <laughs> yeah what i've learned from him is that it's hard for one to be responsible and takes great courage. You need to give up a lot of things. You know, it's not easy for human people to give up. You know, you always want more, you got all these desires. Mm -hmm. So when you are willing to give up things you love, just for, for example, like your career, mm -hmm. just for your family, I think you worth all this respect from you. So for me, of course, now I'm pursuing my dream, my career. It's something that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. But if one day he really needs me, he really need me to be back with him, maybe like he's in hospital or he's ill or he's too old, I'm willing to give up everything for him, to be there for him. Because like wealth or career, you can always get it back if you got these all these skills. Maybe it's not that easy when you're old, but you still can you can get it if you want. Mm -hmm. But your time with the family, it's so limited. When it's gone, it's just gone. So for me, just treasure every moment with my family. It's very important. Makes me want to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's makes, okay. me, makes me want to get the next plane out of, out of Shanghai. <laughs> Uh, Carol, thank you very much for your time. Thank uh, you, Craig. I love your passion for, for music and meeting you in Dali. It was bright personality. I think you've got a lot of career ahead of you in the music industry. I'll be there to support you. <laughs> Tell me about your bands. I'll come and watch them play. <laughs> thank you, Craig.